0: Welcome to the Modern Bloke podcast. We're a community of blokes sharing our vulnerabilities and their expertise to help develop our capabilities to be better blokes. The aim of this is to improve our mental health, blokes' culture, and society. So let's get into it. Okay, welcome to another episode of The Modern Bloke. Um, today, another guy in the uh, community and um, a friend of mine who I went to school with. So um, I. I'm going to interview today, Jamie Usher, who is The Mind Tradie. You can go on to Instagram at at the underscore mind underscore tradie um, to find him. He's also um, had a podcast out. So on Spotify and all that, you can go to The Mind Tradie podcast. Um, In his bio, he says, there's always a way to build who you want to be. Sounds very positive um let's all yeah welcome jamie thanks for having me on sean um pleasure pleasure yeah there there's always a way to build who you want to be so i'll let you explain your story of i guess amazing resilience um but i guess a bit of background so you've got the floor now
1: um to talk to the audience okay well i guess yeah explaining my bio so i mean that it could be Different for everybody, but i mean there's, there's always there's always that way to to strengthen and build and uh, like, be who we desire to truly be um, without any of those kind of emotional change holding us back or anybody else holding us back There's there 's always a way no matter what there 's always a way if you want to do something to improve ourselves as I, I do truly believe that believe there's always there's always that way. Um and I guess I kind of came to that by realizing that uh, I I don't know. I I'd, I'd done a lot of work on myself and a hell of a lot of work actually. And there was a lot of things that were holding me back. Some some kind of chains that I'd put on myself and I guess some maybe there's there was some chains that other people put on me as well. And I I've, I've come a long way and I also uh, like, you know, I know if I, if I can do it, a lot of other people can do it as well.
0: No, perfect. I think a lot of those, you said the change you put on yourself and the change that other people put on yourself, um, yeah. can, can be hard for people to break. Um, bit of backstory, I guess, from yourself, uh, you're now doing talks around, so you know, resilience, mental health and, you mm-hmm. know, how you can control or kind of work on your mind. Um, yeah with your, what? tell us a bit about what happened with your site. So okay. I, I, I guess for people listening, um, let's focus on that for the moment and then we'll talk about before and afterwards. But I, I just think it's an incredible story. So do you want me to tell you a bit about what happened
1: with my, with my vision? Mate, I would love that. <laughs> okay, great. So uh, we'll, we'll just if you're comfortable with it. it. Oh, mate, I love talking about myself. <laughs> um <laughs> now nah, okay so just over 10 years ago now so when it was around september 2010 that kind of thing started to deteriorate with my vision um so at, at the time i was um a, a tradie on the peninsula um doing um glazing like splashbacks frame the showers and and that kind of stuff um and i'd noticed it was getting a lot harder to read my tape measure and then also when i'd come home at night um it was a lot harder to do like my drawing on the computer and banking and all that kind of stuff like within about 2 weeks or a month i was having to zoom all the way in on <laughs> on the zoom settings that i had um on the on the laptop and i and then uh i, I had to buy these magnifying like glasses basically to magnify things to read my tape measure properly um as well and then that yeah so that was like the first couple of weeks for a month and then within about two months uh things had got much worse and um i'd lost about 95 or sorry 90 percent of my my vision um and at, at the start people didn't really know what it was like doctors and um and even eye specialists weren't, weren't really too sure what it was. Um, and then I remember, I remember going to the iron ear hospital, um, uh, in, in Fitzroy, I spent the weekend there and they were pumping me with this steroid thinking, thinking that might help and didn't really do anything. Um, and then I had some other tests and saw these specialists and over the next kind of month, So this is like kind of been like a three month period. Um, I remember seeing a specialist at the INE hospital uh, who didn't really have much of an idea. So like when, when, um, when I was speaking to him and he's like, "Uh, yeah, so you've, you've got this, you've got this thing, this, um, this disease um, or this condition and, and you're going to go blind. And I said, Oh, okay. I'm going to go blind. How long is it going to take? Oh, we don't know. It could take from you know it could take a week to to a year and I'm like, you mean I'm going to say nothing He's like, yeah, yeah one day, one day. and that's basically the kind of uh, diagnosis prognosis I get those two mixed up, but that's kind of the way the original guy told me. Um, and I remember remember leaving the appointment and just going like what the what the hell's happening um, Fortunately... At that time, I had a friend who was um, who had taken taken on kind of um, uh, advocating for me in certain things and kind of looking things up for me and finding pieces of information. And um, because the the diagnosis was a condition called Leber's um, hereditary something something, it's it's basically optic neuropathy, which which means my the nerves behind my eyes don't work. Uh, very well anymore or they kind of they stop uh, the 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 brain or body stop sending blood to these nerves behind my eyes so yeah within about a two or three month period most of my vision went so um what had actually happened was uh yeah i I, as someone who would had taken in um taken uh, uh, Taken my, you know, helping, helping me on a little bit. I've uh, done some research around and found that there was a specialist in my condition in Melbourne. And, um, I went to this, um, specialist and luckily it was over again, straight away. Cause it can normally take months and months to get into the, to this kind of person. Uh, we got in within a couple of weeks and, uh, fortunately he was had a much better bedside manner it was you know the kind of you could understand how he kind of you uh, know how kind of stressed i was whether i even knew it I, there was kind of this this tension in my body obviously like he was pretty pretty freaking huge um and he kind of he got my results of for a blood test that i had to confirm the condition and and that kind of stuff and also he was he said, oh, you know, how long has it been happening for? And I said, oh, look, it's been on for about three months now. And he goes, okay, so the, the vision you've got now is most likely what you're going to have. So from what I'd been told from another specialist who didn't really know, compared to the guy who was just kind of specializing in, in this, um, it, was, it was a far different story. For where one time, one person was telling me I was going to have no vision to so this guy. was like, okay, so what you've got, about 10%, that's probably what it's going to stay at. And just my whole body kind of just relaxed. And because even though I'd lost 90%, I still had 10. (laughs) Like it was, it was like the best news I'd I'd had at that time. It was just, it was kind of a bit weird, even though I'd lost so much of the the vision and obviously couldn't see anywhere near, but you know, I I, I couldn't even see my, I still can't see my own face in the mirror anymore. And back then I, I couldn't either, like, to get that news that I still had some, it was just the best thing ever. So to be able to find this guy who specialised in it, understood it, was a blessing. It's so good,
0: mate. That is so that's a little bit of
1: that story. So. That's an amazing, um,
0: amazing way to part and part. But like, see, you know, how you see that info information and that mindset is amazing. Um, yeah, <laughs> to anyone to anyone out there, you know, I, I, we talk about not liking victimhood status type thing a bit and, and kind of like the way to look at things differently, but to not think, well, wow, I'm losing 90%, but to be grateful that you know, wow, I get to keep 10% is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um and I guess doing Zoom interviews, um, and just for the listeners out there, if I do cut Jamie off or the same thing, um because a lot of the zoom interviews, are my facial expressions, um, and, and talking and he literally can't see uh, the zoom. So, um, I'll have to guide that through the video. Um, now that, I guess the other thing that I see out of that is that mate that helped you like, just go and find these, this
1: guy, um, like, she was, she was someone who I, um, at the gym, the martial arts gym that I was um, going to or training through at the time because I was I was fighting kickboxing around Melbourne at the time and she was like one of the owners of the gym who had kind of taken me taken me on a little bit, you know.
0: I was um, so fortunate to have that. In terms of your mindset change, so you're talking about the shackles, you're to- talking about uh, the mind tradie style of what you're talking about. And I guess an interesting question for me personally, for you is how much of that story of the mind tradie and working on yourself, working on your mindset is related to that loss of vision. And how much is it related to then
1: just other areas of life? Well, I truly believe that how I handled my vision issue even from the start, like like I, I didn't freak out. I mean, I, I remember having a couple of like down and dark days, and but that wasn't so much. Oh, I'm looking to be able to see. That it was like, oh, my business is going. I can't drive a car anymore. You know, I had, like I was single. I'm like, well, who's gonna who's gonna want to be? Um, you know, how am I gonna how am I gonna find someone now? That was kind of that kind of stuff. But that didn't last very long. Um, I, and I remember it kind of when I got the initial kind of condition, like, uh, you know, as in like, it was confirmed. I remember being at home and sitting on my deck and I, I was, I did, you know, I shed some tears, but also at that time, I remember, like I still remember it vividly, I'm like, can we swear on this podcast? You can
0: swear, not a problem.
1: <laughs> okay. I remember sitting there going, fuck this. I've been through so much, so much other stuff that I've worked through in my life. This, this isn't going to stop me. I'm going to find a way to be happy and, and, and that's it. Um, but what I, what I do truly believe is the upbringing that I had, um, and all the things that had happened in my life from, you know, from birth to before I got the condition, like all that stuff made me resilient enough to be able to handle this situation the way that I did. Like if, if I hadn't had, certain other tough things happen. I may not have had a, the, you know, the mindset or the the resilience to, to be able to push through it in the way that I did. Like there's, I've had a number of people over the years tell me, oh, I don't know how I would have handled it and all that kind of stuff. And that, that might be true, but I am, I do, I'm really fortunate that I've had the, the life that I did to be able to handle that situation like a, like I did without freaking out and losing it. It's, like, it's, to be honest, it, it, yeah. I, I, the universe was I believe the universe has been my best friend when it, when it gave me that. Cause it, um, I've said this to you before, Sean, but the more vision that I lost, that I, that I lost the better I started seeing things. And I love that. So, yeah. um, I, I absolutely love that. Um, and I, I love
0: that, that resilience you speak about um, because i'm a family of the belief and this is why i try to do the modern bloke is that we're all going to go through shit in life i can yeah. touch with no touch where people don't go through loss of 90 percent um, of their vision because of you know you're remarkable of your mindset of doing that but um, we are going to go through stuff and yeah. um it, and that's a great answer for i guess guys out there because of that appreciation of building that resilience and, and you know, stuff that you go through in life prepares you. If you learn from it, um, if you don't learn from it, it's generally then the next time something happens, it's still going to be hard, but yeah, you learn from it. It's amazing what you can cope with. Um, it's not as though you should go out and want to be tested, but um there is blessings in that. Uh, yeah. is there anything in your um, past that you were talking about that, maybe you've gone through that you want to share um with some of the audience not as much probing but just to finding out about yourself and i guess with the audience if there's any if, if then there might be someone relatable that's like okay this jamie guy gets me or is i've gone through similar so i'll go follow him and listen to him so is there anything yeah. what's significant
1: well <sighs> The, the standard stuff that had maybe recently, not recently, but previously happened in my life, I, I think might've built a resilience. Wasn't necessarily something that I was aware of that, that it might've been a tough time either when it was happening or even before I had good vision. It was like when my bad vision was coming on oh, and came on and I like, there was like a two year period where I, I, I wasn't working cause I, I, had, could, I had, I couldn't, um, I couldn't drive my car anymore, so I couldn't drive my ute I couldn't do my business anymore, so I was looking for work and, you know, who's going to hire a, a, you know, a legally blind tradie on a job, so it's not going to happen. So there was so long where I had um, time just to basically just think and that's all I really could do. Like I'd um, I'd spend, like there was at least a 12-month period where mostly what I was doing during the day was walking. And sometimes I'd walk twice and I'd go on like five, eight, 10 K walks and just, and just think. Um, And, and in that time I was thinking um, just all the stuff that had happened. It just my so my, my time for thinking was able to put these things into perspective, say things that might've happened to me or the way that I was treated by people. um, It kind of, you know, I was able to think about that and realize that, so just as an example, the way that it, certain things might have happened in childhood, I realized that they weren't right. Um, and they're, they're pretty normal for people. and people might have had it much obviously much much worse than what I did, but still the way that I think it I've, I've thought about myself and, and um, the way that I treated myself and the way that I treated other people was formed by things that happened to be in, in childhood. Um, and kind of so just having that time to think. While I was say walking and I wasn't working, <laughs> um, I, I kind of under was able to understand myself. So why why was I so fucking hard on myself about certain things? Well, you know, I probably learned to be overly critical about myself. Um, that's and an just
0: awesome. to, uh, Yeah, like it's it just, it's, <laughs> it's it's. Um, I think that's relatable because. I think we guys that don't reflect on themselves is because we just don't give ourselves time. Um, you know, yeah. we're too busy working. We're too busy doing. We're too busy reacting that we don't, yeah. I know um, a lot of mine came from when I was about 24 and went, um, traveled for six months and mm-hmm. I was doing like nine hour bus rides across Moroccan desert through you know, yeah. on, on train rides through Europe and stuff and just not having anyone to talk to. And you, you end up, it's, it's like the meditation style or whatever you end up just, if you let your thoughts run and don't be scared of them and really not, you know, half an hour, but like, you know, give yourself a, your full hours and stuff and over days to really question, think and um, and understand. Um,
1: well, I really had, I had almost had no choice, but I was yeah. in this, in this time. say so when it was pretty fresh, so I was about six months into not being able to see. And I was, I was going nearly insane, not because of the vision stuff, because I wasn't working. Yeah. So I was, before my vision, when I was, like, had my own business working six, sometimes seven days a week doing stuff, Um, I was fighting kickboxing, as I said. So I was training nearly five days a week, and then it goes down to uh, I can't do either of those. Um, So all I had was... Time um, of thing, yeah. And, yeah <laughs> I, it was, I remember, even though I couldn't actually read the letter, I wrote a letter in pen as neat as I could, and um, and it was to the, the Leader newspaper. So I got, I wrote the letter, put it in an envelope, and got my mum to drive me down to the Leader um, newspaper in Mornington and dropped it off to the front desk and, and said, "Can you please get the editor or someone to read this?" And kind of, you know, I had a couple of weeks later, I had a, I had someone contact me. And what um, and they did a story on me because basically in the letter, I'm like, this has happened to me. Can you please get it out there? I'd love to find work. I'm, I'm going insane. <laughs> um, and, yeah, that's kind of, you know, one of, one of the things that I've done because I'm like, I just, I just want to work. But there was just through circumstance for like a, nearly 18 months, I didn't actually have any any work properly. That's, and that's so crazy. It's, 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 it's... During the time, all I had to do was think. Uh, yeah and, and uh, but kudos to you like
0: is said, i mean it's a podcast so there's listeners hopefully i've <laughs> got a couple out there but so it's i love how you took action and you gave yourself time you know it could have been i think you're saying six months or so like you know you gave yourself time um but it's that okay now what can we do with it and i think that's a powerful story from what you've done to anyone is that acceptance of your circumstance and then going, cool, well, let's recalibrate. What have I got? Um, Building industry is not going to be something or or active construction isn't going to be something that you can do, but what can you do? And what do you have and how can you do stuff? Um, It is massive. I think on the vision loss, um, Mm -hmm. I love how you're saying like the vision loss wasn't as much of the importance as, just your inability yeah. to do stuff. And I guess um, I know on other podcasts with everyone, like this community talks a lot about purpose um, with mm-hmm. blokes. They talk mm-hmm. a lot about how that identity is attached to your work. Um, how, Yeah. take me through kind of like that loss, loss of, I guess I'm, I'm assuming loss of identity through that and help yeah. them that, and then how you came out of it and what, what the next
1: move is. Okay. So that, yeah, that's a, that's a really good, Really good question. I love that kind of thing because I think one of the most important things that um, kind of happened to me in that time was due to that loss of identity. So if I de- I, I identified myself as someone who had their own business, um, someone who could surf, um, someone who was kickboxing, and I loved that kind of stuff. Like I, I love being seen as this guy who could take a hit and have a brawl in the ring. That gets taken away. What am I left with? So I don't know what time frame it was exactly, but I remember, say, sitting at home one night and being like, like, if everything's taken away, what am I left with? And I was single at the time. I didn't have children. I wasn't married. I don't have a big family. I was kind of just left with me. But if I'm if realistically all I'm left with is me in that, in that current time, I want to be pretty fucking happy with who I am. And I wasn't, I wasn't happy with who I was, but I didn't know. And so I think through having that stuff taken away, I, I became aware that I wasn't happy with who I was. Um, and it was kind of from around that time that I really started to work on who I was. But that wouldn't have happened unless I had that taken away.
0: The, the the bad, the, the good from the bad, I guess. Um, yeah. And I think, I, said, like, you know, I think it's a powerful story because you've got a line in the sand moment. Um, yeah. And I think that a lot of guys out there, if they don't have the line in the sand moment, will never sit down and think, okay, is this the identity that I want? Now, there's nothing wrong with if that was the identity. Um, yeah. If you sat down and go, which would have been challenging, but you know, to guys out there, if you sit down and spend that time six months even you know going well where am i at what are my values what how do i identify with myself and is this what i want going forward you know have your own line in the sand moment you doesn't mean you've got to go against it you may come up and say no you know what i'm actually really proud of who i am i'm on the right track let's keep going or you might go cool i can change um and this is what my values are and stuff yeah um you're saying you're single no
1: kids and no wife Mm mm-hmm how you going now mate <laughs> so i've been uh what is it married it'll be eight years this year and we've got a, a nearly six year old girl gorgeous little girl gorgeous wife too like <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, you got that in we are uh, recording on valentine's day so <laughs>
1: <laughs> <We are>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> lucky you got that one in um yeah. what away from the mindset stuff as well just take you through what are some of the challenges I, I guess um with the challenges for people that can't that aren't seeing the video you know you are a tradie you've yes. fully tatted up sleeves um you <laughs> well I'm an ex tradie ex so. tradie you're a mind tradie now um, yeah x um kind of kickboxer and, and boxing and stuff like that um and I guess one of the things that I find interesting with the vision loss is it's disability but mm-hmm. yeah Unfortunately, others can't see that it's a disability. And I've seen, you know, I've heard some of your stories. So what are some probably issues you bumped into or maybe some pushback
1: that you found um, judged on? I, look, it's, it hasn't, that kind of stuff hadn't really happened for a little while, but when it was pretty fresh for me, that, that kind of stuff came up. Like, so it is disability, technically disability. The government would see me as, you know, having some kind of disability, but I'm not disabled, you know, like I do, I do more than, than I did when I, when I had good vision. Um, some of the stuff early on, say, so when I, when I wasn't working and I needed to find something to do, I I enrolled myself in TAFE down at Chisholm at Frankston, uh, just for something to do as a starting point, because I didn't finish, Um, didn't finish high school I finished in year 10 so uh, I started off doing my uh, certificate in like uh, VCE kind of stuff like I I started off doing that again and then the enrollment process was fine and then when they found out that I couldn't see very well they're like oh well this might be a little bit harder and blah 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 well just fucking sign me up and I'll just figure it out myself and I bought myself this like magnifier. (laughs) And I'm like, well, I'll do all my stuff through that. I'll just read books with that. I just, I I don't know how I thought that was, there was no way I was going to be able to, but I just had that mindset. I'll I'll just do it anyway. Like I'll just do it. I'll just do it on my own. And like, and then I kind of found out that people can, um, Uh, What they call a scribe, so someone could help sit there and help me. um, Like, I'll speak what I want to say and they'll type it. That was kind of how it started off. But when I, yeah, as I said, when I first kind of started off down there, they were kind of freaked out a little bit. Um, There hasn't really been too too much other kind of barriers there because, like, if a barrier I will always get around. So there's never been anything that it's been. You know nothing's actually stopped me one of the things i one of the things i actually find funny and, and it still happens that you know 10 10 years on so like i'll i'll be walking down the street or i'll be walking in the shopping center or, or whatever and um you know i'll just be walking by and, and then you know i might get a message like a day later hey i i saw you in so you in Frankston, but you, you just walk past me, I'm like yeah i can't see you. like I, I, even if my um my wife walked past me in, in the shopping centre. I wouldn't know with her unless she said hello. <laughs> it, it still happens. Yeah. So. I remember, um,
0: yeah, that, it's a crazy thing because of, yeah, you can't, from us, you can't see that it would be anything wrong. I remember, um, one of your, um, a story told or a post was something on a train with some lady
1: kind of like was having a go at talking to you and you're like, <laughs> Love, I can't see anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember I was sitting on a bus in, in Franks and this that's lady amazing. had a go at me and, um, because I was sitting in the disabled spot. And the reason why I sit in one of those is because as I get on the bus, I can't see how busy it is at the back. So I just generally get on and I just get on those ones. And she got on and she's like, um, oh, you can't be sitting here. And I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. And then I moved because I, I didn't, I was actually holding in how I was feeling. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like it was about 10 minutes later, I calmed myself down. And I said, oh, look, I just want to let you know I can't see very well. I know you can't tell, but I'll actually, that's my right to sit there. So yeah, that, that, that happens, but in that, this, there will be no barrier, Sean, that will, I will come up against that will stop me. Someone will tell me I can't do something and it'll just fuel me even more to want to do it more. And that's, and that's awesome. Like
0: that is, that, is, that is a great, just a way to look at things. Um, and I guess, as you said, I love how you just calmed yourself down and you took yourself out. I think because, yeah. um, there are so many, you're handling this amazing. Cause there's so many ways to handle things and you're not stuck in victimhood mode, no. um, but also you're not say defensive I mean, you know, let's show some empathy and understanding for that lady. Cause if you're yeah, cool. She probably yeah. could have just shut up, but yeah. or maybe, you know, she can learn empathy, but you, someone in your position could have easily jumped defensively or just said, Oh, you know, fuck off, yeah, exactly. watch, rah, rah. Yeah. Um, and being probably well within your right to do it. Um, yeah. But doesn't mean you have to um, no, that's That's the thing. I mean, What's it going to achieve um, if, yeah. it's, if it's, and, and so often I think, you know, empathy to people that do then act like that because it's then dealing with that, that struggle. Um, but, you know, you didn't exactly go right to the papers about
1: discrimination and all, you know, all that stuff. But talking about victim stuff, um, I guess well, the opposite of that. Like, I've never seen myself a victim. I've never would. If, if anything, like I, I do truly feel blessed for having this happen my life is improved because of this happening. And this kind of forced me into a position where, um, like I I was definitely on a path from say, for as long as I can remember, say through teenage years to, you know, mid to early twenties to mid twenties, being on a path to say some kind of self-improvement. And then when this happened, it kind of just accelerated that quite a lot. Um, and just from what I'd learned in this time, and what I've learned about myself, and the self improvement that I needed, the way that I thought about myself, this wouldn't have, that probably wouldn't have happened if it, or if it if it, uh, if it did, I feel like maybe it wouldn't have happened for a long time. So I I truly feel the universe was being my best friend. That's it awesome. It's but, a it's, it's a yeah. leapfrog, and
0: look at where you are now. Yeah. Um, like and now, what's next for Jamie? You've got your podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, the Mind Trader. I know you've done some talks with people
1: um, yes. and you're studying psychology. Is that yeah, correct? so I've just finished a psych degree last year um, and I'm about to start my honours in that in about a month or so, which is, which is good. I can't wait. It's going to be tough, but I uh, really look forward to that. It's going to be good.
0: That, yeah, and that's awesome. Um, yeah. Your um, podcast, what were you looking at? What What's that about? Tell me about that. So, I guess... I don't know part of it's still in the work for anyone out there. You know, you're learning as you go, so it doesn't have to to be an accurate answer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've got got an episode on there now, which I was talking about anger in there and our emotions. But it's basically just my way of uh, communicating with people some of the things that I've gone through and the ways I've got around it or interviewing and speaking to people like yourself. Just, um, just a, it's, a, it's a great avenue for doing that. But there's, uh, you know, there's, it's a way of um, ex- um, explaining to people that there is always a way. No matter what happens, there is always a way. Um, and, like, I'm a huge advocate for, um, for counselling, certain therapy and, and speaking to psychs and and whoever. Like, there's, there's always a way. It doesn't mean you're always going to be able to fix it on your own. You'll most likely need to speak to someone about it. But... I'm a huge advocate for that kind of stuff. So it's a whole range of stuff. It's uh, mental health, um, mental health awareness, self-development, personal growth, and a whole range of other topics that I want to talk about. That's what the podcast is about. And it's very fresh. <laughs>
0: yeah, no, nah, that's good. I love that. You just, I mean, you just answered my next kind of question of what advice to give to bloke. So that the, the thing would be to listen to that. Have you, um, do you go to see a counsellor? Have you seen a counsellor? Um, I what, have.
1: Yep. Definitely. Um, and this is, yeah. So I, I remember first starting to see a a cycle for however long, um, in 2009, um, after a relationship breakup, I realized I, I needed to, um, and that kind of opened up the door for doing that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And I have even, even recently now, um, I'll actually have them for three or four months now. But I, I, I remember seeing this, the same person even even last year for like a six-month period. But the way that I kind of see see it now is it's not, and I to be honest, I doubt I'll ever go through that kind of time like I did before because my, my mind shift won't won't allow it. But now the way that I see seeing a, uh, a psych or a counselor speaking to someone is just like, A personal trainer for my brain i might need a little bit of help in a certain area or i'll have some things i just need to talk through and that's kind of why i will will do i will most likely be seeing someone for um most likely for the rest of my life there might be five years in between or 10 years in in between period of seeing someone who knows it could be could be another six months could be later this year i do but that that's fine it doesn't matter they're there and that's
0: um you know I had a message from the podcast and, and, you know, this community. I've seen psychologists um, for different stages of my life. And I think that's a misconception for a lot of guys out there is that, you know, you either need to be really down in the worst or, you know, it's something that you do often, but um, it's not. It's someone to talk to that's actually a trained professional. We had um, Carl from Bloke Psychology on and that's, you know, the the example there. And I had, um, the last time I saw a psychologist was the start of, pretty much the start of lockdown for covid Mm -hmm. Um, but my issue was because, um, risk risking of losing a job, um, Mm -hmm. which was a bit of stress, but then also I'd canceled my wedding, um, had it postponed for, because of COVID. So still going to go ahead. Um, Mm -hmm. and then finding out that my partner is pregnant, um, and all of that (laughs) and, and, you know, and global pandemic, um, I was just like, cool, that's if people go, you know, I don't know what to do, or, you know, you look at that, I go, well, that's when you would see a psychologist. doesn't always have to be that. It can be um, yeah. relationship issues. It can be job issues. It can just be another, you know, in, um, anxiousness about starting a, a course or changing career or yeah. pretty much anything, but just on this, you might only get two or three sessions. You might get seven, whatever it takes and then not go for five, 10 years. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to get to set it up
1: too. Like, yeah. And then it, especially, GP. Yeah. go get a mental health care plan and go find someone. And most likely your, your GP will know people in the area and they'll have good ones that they know. And it doesn't always mean you're going to connect with the first one you, you go to, but you, you never know. You to give it a shot.
0: Definitely. The massive one there, as you said, is um, connecting with people, the connection thing we talk about. And so I don't know out there Yeah, You might go to a couple of GPs and it's, it's not that they don't work. i oh, sorry. A couple of canceled psychology. It's not that they don't work. You just got to find the right one that you connect with. And that's going to be, you know, that relationship is going to be a large part of it. Um, yeah. And it's why I guess an importance of value for you and um, mm-hmm. that you're doing for psychology, because of yeah. what I've spoken to Kyle, like psychology about this as well is that we underestimate the impact of having the right psychologist Mm. from that we underestimate the impact of having a psychologist that you can relate to a lot of people relate to people. They're like, not everyone, but you know, a lot of people want to talk to people that they can see themselves as maybe a friend or, you know, mirror some stuff from them. Mm-hmm. If we don't have those people for guys to talk to who the fuck are they going to talk to? Yeah, exactly. They are not you know, and I look and go, um, you know, a stereotypical, maybe, you know, middle aged female psychologist that, as a guy, it's just understandable. You might feel like you're talking to your mom. And if you don't, aren't comfortable opening up to your mom about stuff, then you're probably not going to feel as comfortable with that lady versus then a guy where is it, I look at you and you've got it on your um, podcasting with your, um, um, with your sleeves, your tats. And um, you're going to have guys out there that are, aren't are going to want to even talk to me if I was a psychologist or something. They might go, shit, there's this guy that Is so much like me that I can feel like I can talk to. He, he relates to um, he knows kind of what I'm going through and has the skills. So great on you for using that. And I think it's more guys need to do that
1: for us to be able to help guys. Yeah. I think one of the things that I, uh, well, I just learned even in my study, but also even through going to see a a psych or a counselor is um, for everyone, whether you're a child or a male or female, it doesn't matter during, counseling or your psych sessions the biggest contributor to change is your willingness to change and the effort you put in so there's yes there is the connection with your counselor or psych but the biggest contributor i think it's like say 60 or 70 percent is how much you're willing to put in the effort you actually put in
0: yep let's change and and this this goes the way of changing it because um said, speaking of psychology so i'll bring up the psychologists and stuff that i've had on um is that it's a barrier for guys and there's a barrier we need to change. And I think it's changing. I think when I say we need to change this type of podcast is what's going to change that Absolutely. because they're going to yeah. see guys go, Oh fuck. these two guys that grew up in Frankston um, <laughs> we, we went to Manor and, um, yeah. you know, and they're talking about this stuff as though they're talking about, you know, the footy or something like yeah. that. Now that mindset, I guess with guys because of a barrier and i talked to ask a lot of psychologists about guys that come in and a lot of it's they're pushed by their partner or yeah. they've been, uh, some of it's court ordered. Some of it's just, yeah. I've been told by my partner that I don't need to go or it's couples cancelling or I'm, I've i read that or listened to a podcast that I should speak to someone or someone's told, you know, it's not weak to speak, but you know what, fuck it. Psychologists don't worth work and they're all fucking nerds anyway, you know, look, I'll go there, but it's not not, not going to happen to me. Well, it's not going to happen with that attitude, guys. Yeah, like, exactly. You, you're, if you go in and say, you, you're going to prove yourself, you're going to uh, not to happen, whereas you just go and go, this works, it takes time for different people, um, it takes different psychologists for different people, and you still have to do your own work outside of sessions yeah, um, yeah, and, yeah, sure. it, it, as well, but go in with it going the continue on with that is if there is an issue, it's not, you're broken, you're not, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just, you're going through a challenge. Yeah. The masculine guy, you know, what guys should be doing is solving that. And so going to a psychologist is a tool. There's other tools that you can use as a holistic, but um, it's, it's there to help you grow and
1: speed up a process. Yeah, um, it's, it's there to help us improve. It's like, <laughs> I would be totally open and happy to speak about me seeing a psych with anybody, a, a yeah. perfect stranger or a whole group of friends. It doesn't doesn't normally come up. Most of the say the different um, friendship groups that I have, it's not normally something that would be discussed with males or females. But if someone asked me, hope I would be totally happy to chat to them about it. I wouldn't care, Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm lucky in that way that I don't really care about what, what people would to judge me on that because. I know how much I've grown from doing it. If I didn't do it, I'm like, who knows where I've been. And that's so the irony. ask me about it, I'll, I'll, I'll chat to them about it. I'm a huge advocate for it. So if there's anybody out there that is listening um, and wants to see someone, like you could, you could do it discreetly. You could see your GP, get a mental health care plan, go see someone. None of you, your mates don't need to know. Your family don't even really need to know. Otherwise, you could talk to them about it. And realistically, who gives a fuck what they think? Yeah. You're doing it to improve yourself. What they're going to judge you for that? Exactly. And the irony
0: being is that why do you not care? Because you've actually gone to see a psych to deal yeah. with that shit. <laughs> like <Yes. laughs> you kind of go, you, you kind of go that. And um, and I guess look, this is and and I'll finish it. You know, the amazing thing. But I, I say I'm showing up is my tagline type thing, okay. and that's a motivator because of, as you said, I think. If you do the work, you're more humble, and it's about focusing on you. And I think then you got gentlemen, this gentleman side of of our society, and the you know the, the humbleness of blokes where, and in general, people that there's a correlation with people that go to um, psychologists that then have that work where they it is to themselves. What I kind of say is, um, your podcast is a classic example. Show up, be proud that you like, actually go and tell people that you're going to a psychologist because the more that we do that the more it becomes just normal um and the more then people will either that maybe see it on the side and go oh shit i mean i can just imagine a group hopefully you know a group of 10 people and four of them secretly see a psychologist and i'm like well i can't tell anyone else because i'm the only one out of these 10 people that do it and then you say oh yeah i see a psychologist and three others go oh me too yeah oh wow and then hopefully then the six that don't, if they need it, not everyone has to, but if there's two or three of that six that go, that were thinking of seeing a psychologist, but don't do it because of um, they think they're going to get judged. Hopefully then that makes them go, Oh shit. Maybe I can see a psychologist and those two or three, that could be life changing for them. So, um, you know, be proud of yourself that you speak of it like that. I know I
1: am. And um, I encourage people to show up with that. Um, and also, like, if for some reason you, you need a bit of a shift in in your mindset, you can tell you you're not feeling that great. There's obviously there's other levels of doing stuff. Like sometimes if you're feeling down, go out, go for a walk. Like there's exercise as well. There's all these other things. As you know, I used to do boxing and martial arts. There's there's always other ways. Um, some people may not obviously just jump straight onto. Seeking, speaking, speaking psych but There's always a way to do something. Just sitting there wallowing and wallowing in your own kind of not feeling great, that kind of stuff. It's never going to get you anywhere. But there's there's always a way to do something. And as there's, there's different levels. Yeah, but, different yeah. levels. And re- you know,
0: um, reading self help books can be one. Going on, pe- join and so just being on people's podcasts or Instagrams that are in that space like yours, mine, and others, where you just go, you know what it may not resonate for 20 days, but then all of a sudden you're going to be looking through and there's going to be a post and it's just going to resonate. And that's the feedback that I get from people Mm -hmm. as well, um, which then motivates me and you and that to keep doing stuff. Um, But it could be as simple as going for a walk, um, but being understanding where you're at. Um, Look, I'll wrap it up because we've done a bit of time and mainly because if anyone, you know, people are listening. If you're enjoying this conversation, and what Jamie's saying. Cause I know I have, and I could be talking to this, even our catch up that we had a couple, you know, it was like an hour and a half and I'm like, man, I've got to go check Brooklyn. Um, I'm <laughs> left the missus line. Uh, go and follow Jamie. As I said, the mind tradey on Facebook, um, the mind tradey on Instagram with an underscore between um, all the words. Um, I'll be linking it into the podcast as well. And then just go on Spotify and listen to Jamie on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having me on, mate. Really appreciate it. Great chatting to
0: you. Mate, cheers. Thank you. Okay, that's another wrap-up of another podcast. Thanks for everyone that's listening. Thanks to the guests that are on. Um, if you want to support us, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, leave a review, but mainly leave a comment, um, especially with the episode that you've listened to and the guest that was on. Um, show some support for them. Go give them a follow. Jump over to Instagram. Make sure your followers over there. And to help out, guys, if you see any content that you think is valuable, make sure you share it. Tag us in the stories because we all know that's the best way to help guys is just to put it out there and let them grab it. Um, If any of these stories or conversations have triggered anything for you emotionally, make sure you go and speak to Lifeline, Beyond Blue or a mental health professional. See you in the next episode.